This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. All right. Welcome to the war room today. Cal, how are you feeling today? I'm doing great. Great being on with you, Jason. Yeah. Awesome. Great to have you on the show today. And I always like to kick things off with a couple, couple things. Um, Cause I'm terrible. Absolutely awful at introducing people. And I hate like pulling up my phone and sitting here and reading a bunch of stuff. <laughs> right? It seems silly to do that. So take like 15 seconds, give our audience just a quick idea of who you are and what your superpower is. Sure. My name's Cal. Uh, I run a company called Epic Design Labs and done that for over a decade. We are an e-commerce specific design development marketing company. And I'd say my superpower is ideation. It's coming up with ideas and putting them in Put them into the works. Yeah, that's a great superpower to have, man. Um, I it's funny because I oftentimes hear hear people say, Well, I'm a visionary, right? And everybody wants to be a visionary. <laughs> but the the fact is is only three percent of the world is actually a visionary. So <laughs> some people are and you know, you really are if you really are. And I have yeah. so many ideas in my head it hurts sometimes. Yeah, right. Well, it's a it's a rare it's a rare breed of it's like engineers, right? They have a very rare brain and uh it's it's odd in one way, but it's in, in other ways it's absolutely genius how they operate. So same with copywriters, same thing. I mean, every time a copywriter looks at something that I try to write, they're like, it's all in the wrong voice. Nobody's going to buy your stuff. Right. Cause it's all the wrong voice, but I, I, I still to this day can't figure out how to write that way. <laughs> Cause skill, for sure. my, my brain ain't wired that way. So yeah. anyway, well, Hey, great to have you on the show. Um, I like to kick things off with, uh, you know, you growing up yourself, obviously you're a successful entrepreneur did you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs your entrepreneurs yourself? No. <laughs> I don't I can't even imagine what that would be like. Uh my parents were both teachers. Okay. Opposite of entrepreneurs. And yeah, I mean I think the real way to be an entrepreneur is to try and figure this out yourself. If you know, not having the path is the greatest way to figure out what the path is for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, you got here somehow, so there had to have been mm-hmm. some some like inspiration in there somewhere in your younger years to kind of get you. Were were you the lemonade stand guy, kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we moved around a lot, but my parents were teachers, and so the one thing I knew is I did not want to be a teacher. <laughs> um, you know, so always working at like government jobs and jobs where I saw them, you know, maybe this was a little bit impactful seeing them in situations that you can't control. Like you can't control 
the way the schools work and the way the school system works, you're, you're a piece of a machine. And, you know, maybe the more I saw that, the more I realized I didn't want to be a piece of the machine. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I definitely knew early on that I wanted to run my own ship. And, uh, you know, I took a lot of different jobs to learn things that I thought would be valuable, you know, doing management, doing sales, um, doing all kinds of things. And, you know, looking back, my resume looks chaotic, but I feel like it all <laughs> led me, it was all like pieces of training that leads you, led me to be an entrepreneur and know all the pieces and work with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned like a resume, right? Does anybody actually use them anymore? Is that an actual thing? <laughs> I, I mean, they use them. They use them to lie. You know? yeah. um, I think LinkedIn is is the thing. But I mean, it's. I had a guy. I had a guy uh, apply to me uh, to work for me recently, and his resume was all over the place. And my response was, "Man, your resume looks just like my resume. <laughs> you should be a business owner." <laughs> yeah. There you, you know. go. Uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about having all these different jobs and all these different things and so on and so forth. So was there something in that, I guess? What, what was the catalyst, I guess, back then? Because you've been in business for 10 years. So, and I assume that's probably not your first one. So what was that? Yeah. What did that catalyst look like? Why, why did you get pushed in that direction? Well, you know, I knew I wanted to run my own ship. And I think the most impactful thing that kind of led me to where I was is I did try and start a business when I got out of school. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a miserable failure. And <laughs> I, you know, I thought like everybody else does, I'll, I'll put a sign up and people will come to me, right? Um, when that failed, I realized, oh, there's this whole thing I was missing called, you know, sales and marketing, which seems very obvious now, but at the time as, you know, as a greenhorn, it wasn't super obvious. And I did the thing that, well, I, I heard some advice. I don't, I don't remember where I heard it. Um, you know, some, some speaker, he said, whatever, whatever it is you avoid doing most is what's holding you back. And that was life changing for me because I realized I had a fear of sales and fear of marketing mm. and uh, I was really mad. So you know, I took a step and went into full-time commission sales and sold cars for a little while. I thought I'm going to do the hardest thing I can possibly think of and beat this thing that, that doomed me on my first try. And turns out when I, when I got out of my own way and just decided to do it, I was actually pretty good at it. Um, I didn't want to stay in cars forever. I didn't like selling depreciating assets. So I went into mortgages right before the mortgage business fell out. And it turns out I was selling depreciating assets there too, somehow. <laughs> you know? Was that back in 08? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally went from cars to houses thinking there's no way people can lose on houses. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was, uh, that was crazy. But, you know, from there, I realized I like sales. I want to sell something that helps people and that, that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't have a negative connotation to it. I want to help people. And I also didn't want to deal with, you know, government regulations like you do in the mortgage business because it's, it's pretty crazy. 
And I realized that, you know, if I help small businesses, then I can help people build businesses and building businesses at the small business level means you're helping more people get jobs. And that's, I mean, that's just, that's the start of everything. Like everything people buy comes from them having a job. So that kind of led me to do what I do now, which is, um, you know, work in, work in this industry where I can do a lot of things and I can work in a lot of different businesses, which I like a lot and just help them all, you know? So I would, my business is helping businesses and I, I take that. Yeah. Doing good is good business, right? So right? that's, yeah. uh, I mean, that's been a motto of mine for years. And I think, you know, the big corporate machine, right? I mean, they're not the ones that need the help, right? So you got to really step back and look at, you know, you I, in, in my mind, you said some really key things there. And that is, you know, helping small businesses because that's what creates jobs, right? And right. small small business is the backbone of our whole business machine, period, right? Um. Yep. Because the corporations ain't going to keep it alive fully, right? Nope. So the well, they small, can't. well, they can't. Yeah, right. That's almost. And, and the corporations are are too big. They're 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 too big a ship to turn. They're too big yeah. a ship to take risks. And this is why, you know, big businesses grow by buying and gobbling up small businesses, right? So you yeah. need the small businesses to innovate and create things, and then the big businesses leverage those up and turn them into something better, which is great. But it all starts with small business. So I figured out that that's where I could be most impactful and apply all the all the skills that I've accrued over my lifetime and just make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Im impact comes in many ways, you know, and when for me, like the biggest impact that I really enjoy helping others is getting to see that transformation, right? And when you watch that transformation happen, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't even matter, right? Because um, sometimes we go through bad transformations too, right? And but sometimes, sometimes it gets worse to get better. Yeah, it does absolutely. So watching those transformations happen, that's amazing. And I mean, I did grow up in an entrepreneurial family. My father was a farmer. Um, people may not think of that as entrepreneurial, but um, my mom, she owned several businesses in town and, you know, I had that spirit in me from the start. And, but I also believe this, if we go all the way back in our history as the human race, we were foragers, right? Yeah. We were foragers. We had to live off the land, do all those things we were essentially born entrepreneurs, right? Cause I mean, yep. there was no, there was, there wasn't no grocery stores. You either got ate by a tiger or you killed it and ate the tiger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Doesn't really get much more entrepreneurial than that. Does it? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, the, uh, so what, what kind of helpful things today are you doing that you think are like the most impactful for your clients today? Well, I work with, I work in the e-commerce field, you know, exclusively. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything but e-commerce at this point. Um, I work with clients. I buy stores myself mm -hmm. and 
I really enjoy, I work, I enjoy working with clients because, you know, they are oftentimes in stuck spots where they need to, you know, they need help to get over their hurdle. And they usually come to me for one thing, but I find that with all the stuff that I've done and with all the suggestions I make, there's usually just so much impact that could be made. With e-commerce specifically, e-commerce isn't just a small business. It's it's a way for small businesses to leverage their business to go nationwide, which is really cool. Sure. Um, but it's also something that is, uh, it's it's all about, I mean, I would say it's formulaic, but it's not formulaic in that everything is the same. It's formulaic in that everything is about a formula. And helping store owners improve their formula immediately improves their results, which is really cool. So you don't have to really wait for the results to pile in, you can easily make some changes. And because you're doing things right by increasing traffic or conversions or average order value, you can do things to immediately impact their business and grow their sales 50%, sometimes 100% mm -hmm. overnight. So it's not like uh, a retail business where you have to get more people in the door and then deal with more people coming in the door. It's something where the, the impacts are real and super scalable. And it's almost addictive from my standpoint to be able to, you know, help businesses do that and move on to the next business and help them do that. And uh, it's, it's just really cool because there's not the limitations you would find in like a chiropractor business. Like there's only so many backs you can pop. Right. Um, and you're limited by personnel and real estate, all that kind of stuff. E-commerce doesn't face the same kind of limitations. So, you know, my, my ideation, uh, helps them with all aspects of their formula. And my team is available to help them execute whatever it is that we come up with, you know, whether that's design development, marketing, or, you know, something else. There's just so much you can do. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting talking about that because, you know, it really makes you wonder. I mean, this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we stopped into, we got a mall that's about, I don't know, it's probably about, 25 minutes from here and i mean you walk through there and it's just dead there's nothing yeah. i mean it's like a ghost town literally right so how are these businesses staying alive i assume it's because people like you have moved them yeah. to yeah. the online space and the storefront is just kind of a shell um, for real yeah yeah we have a huge a huge mall in portland lloyd center and it's ghost town big time um and it's really really sad you know <clears throat> but it is what it is a lot of businesses are staying alive by you know being in strip malls instead of frontline malls because the pricing is cheaper so saving on rent but rent just keeps on going up and up and your foot traffic doesn't necessarily go up and your profit doesn't go up either and right. so the answer is for a lot of places yeah let's get into e-commerce Let's take our store that really has only been selling in this one geographical location and let's compete nationwide. And you can do that. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. The For a business owner today to be so like singular to think that I'm just going to be in this one little tiny town, you know, of 500 people and just trying to sell stuff. To me, that's crazy. I mean, at at least start an eBay store right? or something, right. something. Well, you have, you have stores <laughs> at both ends of it that are suffering. You have the big right. box stores that have all the money and all the products, but they're suffering because they don't have the expertise. 
And then you have the small nichier stores that have expertise, but they don't necessarily have a big enough audience. Right. You know, so you may be the expert on toy trains and be super into it. But if you only have three people a day walking into your store, then good luck. But with e-commerce, you can be as niche as you want to be and start just selling nationwide. And people will come to you because of your expertise. You know, there's people that will shop at a niche store over like an Amazon or a Walmart because they want to deal with somebody that really knows it. You know, I've had some I've had some really like specific clients that uh i mean I've, I've had people that only sell shoelaces you know i've had people i had one guy a while back that was an electronic engineer and he was just really into race uh like radio control race cars hmm. and he decided to start using his skills to start making like performance upgrade parts for these cars you know on the side just as a hobby and you know before long he's quitting his job as an electronic engineer and full-time selling performance upgrade kits for radio control cars wow. and living his dream. And he's happy now. And there's just so much of that, but that's what innovation is. Yeah. And um, that's why I love e-commerce so much is it takes people like that to have great ideas and it facilitates them getting those great ideas into the world, which is great because eventually, again, some big business is going to end up, you know, buying him out and taking his things and send, selling them to the whole world. And, He's going right. to make a ton of cash and that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, what an awesome place to be though. Right. I mean, from your standpoint, yeah. what a great place to be to like get to watch that transformation. Like that's not something I got to do. Cause I don't usually work with startups, yeah. but, um, I, but getting to watch that transition from, you that's know, cool. nothing all the way to like almost an exit. That's some right. cool stuff, man. Um, it, it is a really I mean, this is the best job I could ever possibly have, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's kind of like being on Shark Tank where you're seeing companies go from like struggling to making it. You know, right. I'm dealing with people that are kind of at that stage of growth, which is just yeah. infectious. But, you know, also some people like I'm just a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, there's a TED talk out there called something along the lines of what if you have no true one true calling? And it talks about how some people are multi-passionate and historically, you know, these people have been really regarded in, in high esteem. People like Leonardo da Vinci, right? He's, he's an artist, but he's also a sculptor. And then he's a scientist and he's <laughs> all these things. Right. And, and in today's world, we would look at that and go, you know, this guy needs medication. But some <laughs> of us are just built like that where we, where we enjoy yeah. a lot of things. And right. so growing up doing all these jobs, the one thing I knew is that every job I ever took, I wasn't going to be there forever because eventually I just run out of steam in a business where there's just nothing more I can really do to improve it, you know? Um, but my job lets me work in, you know, a shoe store today and a bearing store tomorrow and, you know, a right. camper, a camper van store tomorrow. I can work in any industry and make massive impact and that's just the coolest thing ever yeah so perfect yeah. for how my brain is built maybe i'm broken but <laughs> i don't know brother we are all broken in some way that's for sure yeah because you got to yeah. be like half broken to even be a business owner in the first place so. <laughs> yeah i love it or half crazy like I own I all know. my customers businesses you know i'm, I'm a yeah. piece of everything it's that's so, right. so fun it's addictive that's awesome 
Well, hey, there was a lot of lessons in what we just touched on. And and really, that was just a surface scratching, really. Um, but for our hard heads in the crowd that didn't get anything from that, I don't know how you couldn't have, but for those hard heads, if you had a couple of go-to piece of ad- pieces of advice for a new founder or even an old guy like you and I, what would you what would you tell them uh, to miss an arrow or two? I would say, you know, when you're getting started, you know, you gotta you gotta be willing to try new things and pivot till you find success. That's the the number one common trait I see in in all of the clients that I've worked with that have been on the more successful side is that they're not afraid to make mistakes and that they see value in iteration, you know? So getting your idea out there, testing your hypothesis and seeing if it works or not and moving on if it doesn't and ramping it up if it does. So. Yeah. Awesome. I love things, that. Pivot till you find success. Yeah. I love that the value in iteration, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people get this, this idea of, you know, I've got this one path, I'm looking forward, I'm just going to keep on it. And it's just this constant, it either, it either works the first time, right? Which is rare. Mm-hmm. Or, or they right. just keep just beating their head on the wall, right? Which I guess is the definition of insanity, right? Um, keep beating their head on the wall and they don't listen to anybody around them right? Because they're so married to the idea and it's okay to be married to the idea. Just don't be married to the process of the idea. (laughs) So iteration is everything. Most of my clients come to us looking for a web design, which is Mm. just scratching the surface of what we can do. A large portion of them end up working with us on an ongoing basis afterwards, where we continue to put new things in. We continue to test new things and try new things and implement new things. And I can tell you that everyone thinks the web design is the most impactful thing. It's all those iterations that come after you launch the web design where you're reacting to the market. Those are way more impactful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you, like I I have 14 different companies and we have iterated websites, copy, all these different, so many times that, you know, I mean, it's all it's exhausting actually <laughs> but, but you got to keep doing that um i call yeah. it li- living on the bleeding edge don't live on the leading edge right. live out on the bloody edge right yeah um, or at yeah. least visit it often don't live there yeah. for sure <laughs> and so, rest on your laurels yeah that's right but anyway so how how do you want people to reach out to you to get in touch with you Oh, yeah, they can reach out to me at Epic Design Labs, especially if they want help with the e-commerce stuff uh, or, you know, just somebody to, to help ideate some stuff that they got they want to put out in the world. I'm here to help. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, mm-hmm. I like to wind the show down with, uh, you know, a thought-provoking question. And that question is, if you could have invited anybody today, to be on the show with us, dead or alive, any point in time, doesn't matter. Who would have you loved to have with us today and why them? Oh, definitely, without a doubt, it would be my business hero, Marcus Lemonis. 
He is awesome. He had a show called The Prophet, best mm-hmm. show ever on TV. He's all about people, uh, people, process, and profit. And that's what it's all about. You know, e-commerce is about the formula, but really it's about the people and the people you impact. And I love that guy. I would just have him on for selfish reasons. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. When I grow up, I want to be Marcus Limonis. There you go. That's well, that's a pretty good, pretty good guy to look up to. I would say for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I know the guy's got a huge heart. I, I met him. Let's see. That would have been in. God, that was last year. I think last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you can tell the guy just, he just has a genuine sense of wanting to help people. Right. Yeah. I and love it's, it. So and much it's, heart. Yeah. And it's not hard to see through most of people's BS. So. <laughs> yeah. And, no, he's great. And he, he really proves that you can make money while helping people. And yeah, that's what it's all about. For sure. Awesome. Well, Hey man, thanks for being on the show today. Um, Glad to have you here today. And as I always say, we all got the same 168 hours a week. Thanks for stopping by here for 32 and, uh, you know, sharing some value with our audience. You dropped a lot of good value here that um, obviously a lot of people can use. And I really do hope if you're listening and you're looking for an expert in e-commerce, you know who to talk to. So thanks again for being here. and. you know, look forward to maybe part two eventually. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, everyone. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.